Good morning. Welcome to the Expletive Show. I'm your host, Techno. Here with my co-host, Thunder. This is a show where anything goes. Especially your feelings. The world has actually gone completely fucking upside down. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, uh, Techno, that the, uh, you know, the zombie apocalypse that we were all anticipating several years ago, where people were just, there's going to be a zombie apocalypse. And when it happens, you know, kind of an off-color joke that it would be a, a zombie apocalypse. But then when you look at the mindless masses that are going around wantonly destroying cities, it is as if, the zombie apocalypse has actually happened. I know. I just wish they would actually want to eat brains. Because <laughs> 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 it's like, wow, this is worse than zombies. <laughs> no, no. They destroy all, they destroy everything except the Red Wing. <laughs> Nobody wants work boots, apparently. Nobody wants work boots, apparently. There's going to be plenty of jobs cleaning up all the shit these guys fucking broke, and they don't want to buy, or I'm sorry, steal work boots to get in on some of that action. No, but they'll steal, they'll go to Urban Outfielders, they'll fucking go knock over to AT&T store, but not the Red Wing. <laughs> I don't even know what city that's in, but Jesus. <laughs> Somebody who's not from here. Uh, we won't get into immigrants now. That's, that's a whole nah, That's a whole other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, the world. You're right. The, I mean, the uh, we had to we had to do another show this soon because the fucking world has turned itself inside out. Yeah, yep, man, it's, it's absolutely crazy. It's, uh, <laughs> what's going on? And you can't tell me it's just people have been so stressed out because of Corona. This is. Uh, into this morning we were t we were discussing evidence against this whole situation over George Floyd and uh, we, we were talking about the autopsy so the first autopsy uh, determined there was no asphyxiation uh, that's right the well the first autopsy hang on Rebecca let's be fair the first autopsy what, what we talked about last week was a preliminary examination initially and then since then the autopsy from the medical examiner in minneapolis has come out to say that um there was fentanyl and methamphetamines in the system of george floyd right yep. okay and then another autopsy was also done
uh, Epstein. I have to say that I've, I've, I've watched uh, the video again, and my comments last week regarded uh, an uncertainty about where other legs were placed or other knees were placed. Um, I'm still not 100% certain about where the other knee was placed at the time, but the more I watched the video, uh, the more it becomes apparent to me that there was probably some excessive force applied through the knee. How long that actually was done, you know, you can't tell from shifting weight and so on. Um, but nevertheless, none of my comments are ever geared towards exonerating the cop as as a as a as an armchair philosopher and uh, one who picks out argument fallacies, you know, nightly. <laughs> well, that's common sense it, right there. It's it, that is not a god damn it. That is not. There's no such thing. Don't get me started on this shit. He woke me up during gaming last night. I was falling asleep during a crappy gaming session, and then somebody, one, either him or XX underscore, said something about common sense, and that perked me right up. It was better than a cup of coffee. God damn it, it's not a damn odd. God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, as But looking at this, trying to be objective, and as we said last week, you know, I've been on a jury. I've had to be objective weighing evidence. Uh trying to be objective and the evidence, everything needs to come out and this has to be handled in court, not in the streets of Minneapolis, not in the streets of New York city, not in the streets of Washington, DC. That doesn't, that doesn't fix that case. Yep. And, and the, the interesting thing is that what we've seen in the media, maybe we can segue this way towards the looters and the rioters is that there's a clear distinction. There's, there is a distinction between those who are seeking mayhem, as you stated earlier, for the point of the money, and those who are actually trying to get a message across. And the message is getting lost in the violence. That's right. So we got into a discussion and he said, well, it is racist because it takes away from uh, the main point. I said, well, 
technically it's not racist because it's inclusive of everyone, whereas racism is uh, saying that you are better than someone else or your your whole class of people <coughs> is better than a, a, diff a whole other race. And he, he agreed that a discussion needs to happen, but with these riots taking away from the discussion, the discussion is not happening. So this whole thing that the protesters are doing is being negated by all the violence and the looting. So there is clearly a line that, that differentiates those who have a legitimate uh, protest and those who are just trying to cause havoc. Mm -hmm. and, and we could, I'm certain we can put the Antifa in there as, as one of the that is trying to take away from the argument. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, not to be overly conspiratorial, uh, but one can probably you know, accuse me of this. When you start lining up certain things, such as uh, the autopsy, or the second autopsy by the same guy who did the Epstein thing, uh, making a decision on Epstein one way or the other certainly affected the Clintons because of the association of Bill Clinton to Epstein which would have impacted Hillary Clinton at the time as well, probably. You connect that to Antifa sowing mayhem, probably. The fact that now in the past week, several caches of bricks and uh, debris are systematically turning up in, in areas where rioting hasn't yet occurred, okay, but they're being placed there. And the fact that, I think you were pointing this out, that the majority of all of this is taking place in cities anyway. It's not taking place out here in these in, in, in rural areas. I live in a rural area. It's, it's, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I'm not, I'm not in a bunker. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a uh, gun-toting part of the state. Yeehaw. Let's just put it that way. And uh, uh, we like our guns up here. Uh, Christmas morning is often uh, regaled. In, you know, Christmas, Christmas Day is always introduced by gunfire from people who have gotten, you know, <laughs> bullets or uh or weapons for christmas and you can hear it you know all day christmas is a yeah. <laughs> is a gun day but anyway the, the the point is that is is that this is taking place in, in in areas that are under heavy uh democrat control or and or actually more specifically under heavy government control where the government is you know, it's a city that's what the democrats really want i think ultimately is everyone to be pushed into these areas so they can be controlled in a way and that's where you're seeing the majority of this rioting taking place so one has to wonder then with law enforcement um, versus everyone else and the fact that things are looking organized is there you know is there an entity that's behind all of this yeah. thoughts
there's a lot going on with investigating with you with clearing up these Russian collusion things and and submit and, and subpoenas on on people who were probably you know not entirely honest or manipulating data or or you know trying to find out what they knew when they knew it type stuff and they're we're on the democratic side of the fence yep. and that's you're right the riots are distracting from that the same characters are involved with that are also mm-hmm. Speaking of emotions, uh, Blackout Tuesday. <laughs> uh-huh. I knew I knew you were worked up over that shit. <laughs> What's the talk about Blackout? What was Blackout Tuesday, and why did that piss you off so much? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, and you notice it wasn't followed by Whiteout Wednesday. You know that didn't happen. It wasn't just a bunch of people now because the Washington Capitals sports team also did a blackout Tuesday. Okay. So this was, this was far and beyond just individuals trying to do this. This was, this was a big deal when pro, when at least one pro sports team did this. So go ahead, go ahead. So there's just a whole bunch of black squares and I You're pissing me off right now, actually. <laughs> no.
tell you stir the pot a little bit. So I am a, a wonderful way for me to stir out the pot is to piss people off and it gets people talking because then they'll come up and why are you posting the white square? But nobody did that. It was strange. So I was joking with you that night that I went, I posted a white square and I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna post hashtag uh, Whiteout Wednesday. And and it was funny <laughs> until Wednesday came. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pushing that button. I'm, I'm, I don't want to deal with the drama today because uh, if I put that out there, I'm going to hear a lot of douchebags who are going to give arguments that, that have no reasoning behind other than I'm a racist asshole. That's, that's all they're going to come up with. And uh, there's really no point in starting anything where that's, that's the argument is, you're racist. Why? for posting a picture of a white background. You know, it just, just like it, it doesn't make you racist for posting a black background. But, yeah, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> people were so pissy, I didn't want to deal with it. It's like, you know, friend of mine, let's go back to <laughs> friend of mine posted on Facebook this morning uh, a picture of what he called CBD-infused toilet paper to calm everyone's asses down. <laughs> Your butt hurt over this. Here's some salve for your butt. It's better than Boudreaux's. This will, you know, you'll just mellow the fuck out after doing it. It's funny, uh, you know, here's the thing about that. And this is something I've harbored for a long time, long before this, is that I've always, and I'm old, I've always wondered why. Now, go with me. On, just give me a second because I want to tie this to Candace Owens and David Harris Jr. here in a second. Is that why is basketball so fucking popular why does espn spend an inordinate amount of time talking about it in fact we even used a phrase final four in hockey i'm a hockey guy uh hockey fan big time washington capitals fan played hockey followed hockey uh, baseball as well and some football but you know i can talk about hockey why do we call the last four teams that play each other in the stanley cup finals the final four why is it not just fucking called you know the semifinals like it used to be. Why is it the Final Four? Final Four is an NCAA term. It's a basketball term from the NCAA, you know, basketball, whatever their championship process is. Why do we spend so much time? Why is Sports Illustrated inundated with, with this shit? Why do we give a fuck? Why is one of the first people they go to for an opinion is LeBron James, Michael Jordan? Why? Basketball stars, black basketball stars. And it comes to this. I have long thought this. Go ahead. What is it? Oh, you're a dick. So back to that part where you're pissing me off. Bing. Now it starts. Do a sound drop. Ding. Now I'm pissed. No, it's not that. It's because uh, white guilt is what I have thought for a while, is that basketball is a very easy sport to play. Simple. Kindergarten kids fucking do it. Okay? There's no equipment required. Everyone can play the sport. Sure, it's and, and naturally it happens in low income, you know, low developed areas because you need very little. Same with soccer in a way, you just need a field and a couple of holes 
and you can in a, in a in a decapitated head, and you can kick that around, and boom, you got a you got yourself a soccer game or football. They call it in Europe. Same. It's not unlike that in basketball. The Rutgers is a good example. The Rutgers tournament. There's this is just done on the street. It's a street level game. I get it. So a lot of blacks would probably play it. Nevertheless. Why is there so much time dedicated to this fucking shit? And I think it points back to whites are generally guilty about where they are in life, what their stations are, and they feel some sort of need to make themselves feel better. Like you were saying earlier, it's a sympathy thing. They need to feel better about themselves. Therefore, they heap inordinate amount of praise on something a fucking zoo animal could do. I mean, God damn it. You can teach a circus seal to pop a beach ball through a hoop. But LeBron James gets paid billions of dollars to do the same goddamn thing a certain goddamn thing a circus seal can do. Well, so, not everybody has ice. I grew up in Kansas. We didn't have any ice. We we have really cold winters, but no ice. No, but interesting enough, you didn't develop a sport that capitalizes upon tornadoes in order to score points. I tried. Mom wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> David Harris Jr. came out and said, "There is no need for people to post." a blackout fucking Tuesday shit on your Facebook. David Harris Jr. is a black male. Uh, very, very, uh, very, I want to say he's very conservative. He certainly is pro-Trump. And he's got some uh, libertarian, if not conservative, uh, perspectives, which I haven't agree with. Mostly a constitutionalist, I think. Nevertheless, came right out and says, this is white guilt. Black people don't need reparations for shit that white people's ancestor did hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And white people today are not responsible nor guilty for the sins of the past. Also, blacks today are not eligible for reparations for sins of the past. Everyone, as he states, and you can run any one of his videos and you'll hear this, anyone has an opportunity in this country. Now, Candace Owens was quick to point out that... Uh, She's not supporting any of this get behind George Floyd mentality because uh, she was she said she was reading um, another author who pointed out the fact that the black community is unique. We can all agree that the black community is unique, but it's not necessarily unique just because of its race or its or its, you know, um, culture. It's unique because within that culture, it makes heroes and martyrs out of the lowest, lowest grade human being, the lowest common denominator is what she said, but it's the lowest of the low. So in other words, in the black community, rapists, thieves, criminals are elevated to martyr status, in particular when they're, if they happen to be killed by cops. In the case of George Floyd, which she pointed out, and I kind of got to a little bit at the beginning, was fentanyl and meth in the system was in the midst of uh, committing a crime. And oh, by the way, the footage that they won't show you in the media, but it, she's right. If you look, you can find it. He drops a baggie behind his back when he's being arrested and set down up against the building. That baggie is of interest because he's had prior drug convictions. Also, George Floyd, same man that was killed by the cop in Minneapolis we're talking about, uh, did five years in prison, um, pulled a gun, him and four, four or so buddies broke into the house of a black pregnant female and he personally held a gun to her stomach and threatened her while they ransacked the house or apartment and then he drove the getaway car yep. now the media was quick to bring out his brother 
and the media was quick to paint George Floyd as a gentle giant who, you know, was just trying to get his life back together. And they were quick to bring out his daughter and say, this girl will now grow up without a father. Candace Owens's point is, fuck that bullshit. Where the fuck was he for five years of her life? He was sitting in jail. And not to feed us a line of shit media that he's trying to get his life back together. He went off to Minneapolis to get away from wherever he was beforehand with his record. And guess what he's doing? Passing counterfeit bills. He's got dope on him and he's high as fuck when they arrest him. This isn't a guy, this isn't a gentle giant who's just loved by everyone in the community, was an upst- you know, upstanding citizen. And I'm not discounting the fact that he should not have died at the hands of the police. Not at all. But God damn it. These people are rioting and they're and they're wearing George Floyd t-shirts and we love you, George, and all this shit. And they're missing out on the entire fact that this guy was a career criminal, did time, and was on his way back to two in time again. The discussion that needs to take place isn't about George Floyd, okay? It's just about rights in general. And they need to eliminate Floyd from the conversation. He should not be used as an example of what we're talking about. Except in the case of police brutality, yes, I'll concede that point. But when it comes to making heroes out of fucking people, George Stephanopoulos, who just sucks the black cock whenever he gets the chance to, and the rest of those assholes on ABC News and that dick in the evening, those folks need to back the fuck off of this and start uh, talking about what's actually going on, not venerating this guy. Let's not talk about him. Yes, tragic. Great. Report on it, but just we're going to report on it and move on. Let's talk about the greater picture here. So white people. You need to back off of the Black Lives Matter shit. None of it matters to you. And they also need to back off that Blackout Tuesday bullshit and get out of the streets. This isn't a white person's argument to make for Black Lives Matter. It's the black community's argument to make for Black Lives Matter and to clean up their own problems so that you don't have George Floyd's out there doing this shit. So the black community actually focuses on the four or so CEOs of Fortune 500 companies that are black men instead and treat them as heroes Rather than, and I can get the list of those guys, but rather than criminals, treat the guys who are successful as heroes and show them as the way to be and the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I think it would help their argument anyways. I mean, if you point out a successful black man who was pulled over because he was he was visiting one of his employees or, or his, his boss in a neighborhood where they didn't think he should be in because he's not the right color, that would, that would have a stronger argument than a criminal who, who died now yep. also not not to let the cop off uh the guy's a douchebag um uh, so's the cop the, the cop and here's here's what i want to put in on this uh you know i i couldn't tell where his other knee was either and i was arguing this with my wife of, of the other knee you can't tell where it is and she showed me a video and said oh yeah it's on the ground see you can see it here and it flashes it kind of pants, right? And you, yes, you can see his other leg. I still can't tell where it is. So my my other argument is why am I so focused on on where his knees are when the fact is he's in handcuffs and there's four cops. <laughs> you know, they have him under control now. The, yep. the next step, right? If he is still fighting, the next step would be put his feet in handcuffs and hog tie him. I mean, that's that's a legitimate thing that cops do when people are, are still causing a fuss or they're going to try and kick out a window or something. They'll, they'll put uh, foot cuffs on them and, and strap the foot cuffs to the handcuffs. 
I'll concede that I was probably overly focused on that other leg. You're right. He was absolutely subdued. He was on the ground. He wasn't going to go anywhere. There was no need to lean on him at all. And even if he tried with handcuffs on, you're not going to run fast enough. All it would have taken from those other. Go ahead. Go ahead. Neither of the two were good people. So now we're we're comparing all cops to this asshole, and we're comparing. Uh, we're trying to make the other asshole a hero, and it, it's just it's not working. You don't see. Here's a here's an interesting counter to that. I'm not counter, but I I concur with you on all points. Uh, to toss this in there, you don't see whites out in the street rioting for the release of the cop. We're not. There, there, there are no whites in the streets that are throwing rocks, uh, that are breaking into the Red Wing, that are knocking over the, the AT&T store, that are burning. I watched a video yesterday I saw of, of, of advanced auto parts stores burned to the fucking ground. I mean, just down to the foundation. They're gone. You don't see whites out there doing this shit to say free. You know, the first guy that runs out there with a protest sign that says free Chauvin. I don't remember what his first name is, but free the cop that did this and throws a rock through a window. You're going to see a murder scene. That guy's going to get picked off quicker than shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. you hear about the did you hear about the one where the uh where some pro where some rioters showed up in cars uh to go ahead and riot and then some enterprising young man dressed up in uh and Seattle in a Seattle casual you know black helmet black jacket black boots the whole bit and put um put like pro Trump bumper stickers on the back of the cars to cover up the BLM bumper stickers and put those on the backs of the cars, the rioters. And then other rioters showed up and beat the shit out of those cars. (laughs) That's, that's, that's ingenuity right there. We'll fix this problem. Or the one you sent me of the guy that threw the, did you 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 sent me the one about the guy who threw the firework back into the guy's car? <laughs> hey, you dropped this. Hey, hey, pardon me, sir, but I believe this explosive belongs to you. Fling <laughs> right into the car, and it went off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, even I have. A, I'm. 
I'm scanning the internet real quick. I have a hard time nailing down the names, but there are four black CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, and there's a number of other CEOs of other very large and successful companies, and these are men and women. Uh, I mean, I've picked on her, but Oprah Winfrey is a good example. The black female has done very well for herself because I remember loosely when she used to do the news on television. Uh, I believe it was in Baltimore, actually, that she used to do the news or Washington, D.C., but these are examples of people uh, who have made something out of themselves and have been successful and are not criminals and are not drug dealers are not career, you know, um, armed robbers or anything like that. These are men and women that have taken what they have, made something out of themselves with that, and have gone on to be very successful. And those are the people, and those are the people I would work for any one of these guys. You know, if they said, hey, we need an idiot that's an armchair philosopher who doesn't know the difference between a chair and his own existence. I'm saying, well, yes, sir, I'll be more than happy to argue that point. <laughs> I know, but I'm I'm putting it on my resume. I want to get hired. You need a job. <laughs> Dick. That's you. You'll get a greater veterans discount than me. Fucker. I got vet points. I'm a minority now. That's a scam. The whole thing's a scam. I know, right? I've seen I've seen some of the guys. It's a scam. Oh yes, right. Yeah. Company services to design and hire people and push your cause. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And then reading it, reading into it, they they pride themselves on keeping the the person paying for it anonymous, so that he's not linked to any of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then thinking about it, I'm like, well, technically they're not doing anything illegal if they're not like breaking things. So uh -huh. I guess you could sell it as a service, but that's just that. That's, I guess we would come down to ethically that's wrong. <laughs> if if you protest something, you need to protest it because you believe in it, and and the people who to join in are the people who agree with it not just people who got paid to show up that day I mean, mm -hmm. I mean now you're getting into Afghan protests um, and I, I, I kind of uh, previewed a little bit of, of what I'm going to complain about uh, last show when I was talking about how uh, people are quick to judge the video with the storyline before they know what happened, what really happened because they weren't there you can't tell what's going on because you weren't there. And I'll still say that on this video. I can't tell exactly what's going on, but I'm certain there's more to the story than what's in the video. Mm -hmm. The other thing is what, what pissed me off so much to stop watching news regularly was the fact that uh, you remember the Quran burn. 
in the day. I was deployed when uh, some people. You talking about General Quran burning when that was occurring, or a very specific case of that? I remember a priest or a reverend or some Baptist pastor or something was had burned one, well, and I thought that was. Go ahead. Okay. On the news media, it was a big deal. They're, they're all mad for this and that and the other thing. And in reality, most of those people can't read. They don't know what a Quran is or looks like. They're just told what's in a Quran. Mm -hmm. So most of the people, you're like, hey, someone burned a Quran. They're like, why do I care? You know, it's like, what, what are you talking about? So vast majority of Afghans had no idea of the situation that occurred, as well as they didn't give a shit. It wasn't part of their village, so they didn't give a shit. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a tribal community. If it yep. didn't happen here, we don't care. Yet the media is focused on the handful of people who were paid by Taliban to go burn tires. They don't even know why, but they're burning tires at the gate. And, and holding the signs that they gave them, which are written in English. They can't read or write. But yet right. The signs are in English. <laughs> they can speak English. So, and the news is going off on how pissed off they are. <laughs> it's like, the, no. The, you go talk to anyone, and they're like, what? What happened? When? Who? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's, that's, that's what this company reminds me of, is, is the tower show up so that the news media will make a big deal out of something that in reality is it, nobody gives a shit so uh, I can't believe that a company could exist to do that because in a different country it's a terrorist organization that exists to do that so I'm probably biased on my opinion of, of uh, protest for hire no, I was, uh, you know, I hadn't even thought about it. But when you mentioned the other day, uh, while we were uh, running through Gambit, I think it was that uh, I was I was surprised, but then not that surprised at the same time. I guess yeah. it's both violating the own law of non-contradiction. I was yes, no, no. It was like really well. You know what? Now that I think about it, that doesn't fucking surprise me that somebody would stoop that low. To, uh, to generate income for themselves by hiring people to go, you know, basically you get protest mercenaries as a company and you hire them out, yeah, so in right, instead wherever. Of, instead of our slogan on, on, the, uh, <laughs> on Destiny 2, have gun, will travel, we, ha we have the sign and we will travel. Have, yeah, we have the sign. <laughs> have cardboard and marker, will travel. How come no one's protesting against these protest signs? This needs to be put. Now, too, they're all living in big tents like soldiers. And they're like, hey, man, what are we protesting this morning? <laughs> I don't know. It's on the whiteboard outside. Let's check it yeah. out. 
Well, oddly enough, though, think about it. it this this is not, in a way, it could be uh, that it's not unlike a medieval uh, mercenary group uh, company, right? Because the army uses company relative to hiring an entire company of mercenaries. Uh, at least that's what AFN told me back in the 80s when I was over there. That's how the company came to exist. Um, but one of the promises that they would make those soldiers is looting the city. <laughs> So, therefore, how many of these white kids that are running through, throwing rocks through the uh, through the Urban Outfitters window to steal stuff are not hired by <laughs> one of these companies to go out and loot? <laughs> Look, protest for a while, and all you can carry will be yours. They've been conditioning us for the use of the word booty and swag for years, and now we're actually seeing people gathering their booty and collecting their swag from their uh, from their assault which, which is also funny because I was talking about uh, this kind of a uh, way off track but I gotta say it the uh, uh, the argument I was I was having with people over the whole Afghan war was I was like look back in the day you, you noticed that since World War two there haven't really been any wars that have been because back in the day when you were in a war, it was because you were taking over. You were going mm -hmm. to take that place and take everything it had, and it's yours now. And if you don't like it, boom, you're dead. I know it's cruel. Uh, people are like, oh, that's so harsh. Yeah, that was reality. They were taking that stuff, all of it, all that shit there was theirs. Women, children, uh, horses, freaking food, farms. There was no restraint, and there's no, yeah. you know, if you're talking like, yeah, there's no restraint, there's no rules of engagement, there's no conventions. Mm-hmm. You're not really conquering any longer. In order to win, I think one story has to exist. And one story can never exist if another party on the other side of this war is alive. Mm -hmm. so. Interestingly, uh, since we are clearly off <laughs> target, but to clarify the point, I mean, I can add, I can add some rationale to that. Uh, nuclear weapons are which changed that. So when we got into post-World War II, obviously World War II ended. We get to tell the story. Nukes were dropped. Atomic weapons were dropped. And that pretty much ended Japan, the war in the Pacific. And there was a conquering of Germany that occurred in Europe. But the United States entered their containment strategy in order to just simply contain communism. They realized that there wasn't going to be a long protracted toe-to-toe -to -toe wars aren't going to work with when nukes are involved. So... And also, there's an economy to be discussed to, to contain the expansion of uh, Soviet communism. Of course, it, they still expanded some in North Korea and China. But China was a whole different type of communism, and North Korea is just, you know, 
effectively a satellite state. Um, but no, yeah, that, that's, that's why now certainly part of it is that the, it's just a containment strategy. There's an economy to it. And, and we have so many rules and the way the UN operates with security council resolutions and so on that uh, they authorize things. We have all agreed to these uses of force restrictions and so on that you didn't have and say, you know, the day before world war one started <laughs> you just didn't have those types of things so you could and even world war one was more of a conquering thing too uh, didn't turn out that way but anyway back on topic filled with coffee and hate and not a hate for race just hate for stupidity yes we hate stupid people and guess what play stupid games win stupid prizes <laughs> <laughs> you can't we're just a, we're quoted uh, <sighs> right now yeah. on everybody's social media You know, if everyone everyone is just not happy with rice aroni and zebrick is what it is, and they keep going and going and going in hopes that the stupid prizes would change. <laughs> so if I keep playing the game, I'm gonna win the jackpot. <laughs> That's a gambling problem, people. Riders plinko is what we're seeing in the streets these days. Throwing it or not they're not sliding things down a board, but throwing rocks through glass and everyone's getting and everyone's getting well. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, this point. Uh-huh. There's a meme of, of that little dumb kid in the Simpsons sitting in the back of the bus and it said, I like the status. I'm helping. That's what I think every time I see anybody on social media doing something because it supports this cause. No, it doesn't. It's the half ass way for you to support a cause that you don't really give a shit about. But it's guilt, man. It's just like those idiots that say, uh, when something happens as an automobile accident, sending prayers to the family through Facebook. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate that. Oh, prayers go out to the family. Prayers for this. Praying this all comes out okay. I'm liking this post. Yeah. I think uh, David Harris Jr. actually referred, gets on that as well. Clicking like doesn't do anything. It makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah. They know I acknowledge their opinion. And the media appreciates that because they'll report how many times a comment gets likes as well. Because that's how they do journalism these days. And, uh, let's see, I was good because I didn't put an angry face. That's my other option now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, five million people like this and two people left angry faces. Well, let's go burn them at the stake. Nobody's uh, 
Yep. It's few, though, that you see where the officers are getting killed in these ambush attacks, like the one that in Vegas was shot in the head, and there's a couple more in California that are dead. You're not seeing a lot of likes for people saying, we ought to string these guys up. Yeah. They killed these guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And clarify, he was a retired cop who was black, correct? Yes, he's a retired right. black police chief. He was actually in charge. Mm -hmm. um, and now that he's retired, he's running a pawn shop. And looters came in and kicked the door in, decided to take everything. He tried to stop them, and they slaughtered him. And they let him bleed out on Facebook Live. So if that doesn't infuriate you, that infuriates me, and I don't even know the guy. Yeah. Everybody involved in that needs to be prosecuted to the maximum amount. You know, if we got listeners out there, they got to understand something is that when you say that infuriates you, it infuriates me as well. And what our listeners need to understand is that as veterans um, of, uh, you know, between the two of us, what, about 40 years, I guess, somewhere around between 35 and 40 years of service, is that although there is, and I'll, and I'll in fairness, there is racism in the services. It is. It exists. It does. But Techno and, and I are, have we've had black supervisors. We've had black NCOs. We've had Asian bosses. We've had females probably. Well, maybe not so much in SF because of the restriction on gender. But I know I've had black females as a boss before. And it wasn't a question of whether or not I was going to listen to a black superior or not. It was a question of whether I was listening to an NCO or not. There's rules that we had to abide by. So it becomes it becomes inherent in our nature to be upset when we see a black man like this slaughtered on the streets because for us, there is no color. There is, what is your position? Do you rank, rank me or not? And do I have to obey the orders you give me? <laughs> is that a fair statement? Sure. Simply, uh, we've lived in professions where you don't really have a long It doesn't lengthen your life expectancy. And so the guys who are old are old for a reason. They, they have uh, experience has kept them uh, doing what they do safely and, and, and still living through it. So age means quite a bit. When I got the team, it wasn't about rank on the team. No, outside the team, it was about rank inside the team you come in there as an e7 but you just graduated uh then you're a cherry it doesn't matter you yeah haven't been on mm -hmm. so team time is a big deal that's cultural this is the fact that this guy was he's a retired police chief he's an old guy in a profession that you, doesn't lengthen your life expectancy and now he's just trying to enjoy his life and they not only slaughter him over material shit which uh, I'll, I'll add being a veteran material shit means nothing to me pawned material shit at that and, and top 
never Facebook live any of those. That's mm -hmm. that's it's yeah, they were bad people. But that's not something I want to document on video for everyone to see in the world. That's no. that's a moment that yeah, so I I, I got no more words for that. <laughs> no, I understand. I believe me, I understand. Um uh, you got a, you got a guy who's done what he you know the meme you're referring to is that the beware of any old man in a profession in which one usually dies young, yeah. isn't he? And that cop is that that former police chief is a perfect example of that he's he's put in his time he survived he made the decisions he needed to make, uh, much like yourself, and you, you get to that point where you're just trying to enjoy yourself like you're doing right now you know and it, and then along come a bunch of assholes who decide that they have the right, the right to take that away and then exploit it in the case of the police chief, take it away from him. They take everything away, including his life. And then they exploit it. You know what? I have no trouble with mob justice in that regard. If I came up upon that, I think I would just open fire on whoever did it. Oh, yeah. I would just solve it and, and it, it end it right there. And I would of course deal with the repercussions later. Yeah. That's, that, that's not even a thinking moment. That's a moment where mm -mm. I believe you and me would just react. And those nope. Yeah, you hear metal clearing leather and then be gunfire, and that would be it. And I ain't stopping until every one of them is dead. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that should be in the news, and that should infuriate people. But, yeah, no one's really talking about it. Mm -mm. It might get 10 seconds on ABC News, but it's not going to go any further. They're more concerned with talking about how a girl's not going to grow up with her drug-addicted, gentle, giant felon dad for a half an hour on an ABC after-school special rather than talking about the life of this police chief that was that was cut down. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, goes to show, life, life in general is unfair uh, because that guy deserves way more than what we're giving him. Um, his family, he, he has kids, they're grown up now, they're not little babies, but they all deserve support and mm -hmm. attention, and they really deserve someone who says, you know what, we are going to get these people, and we are going to make them pay. So, whether it's jail time, whether it's dra drag them on a chain on the back of a truck, I don't care, but someone owes it to his family to say, we are going to take care of that problem. You'd think with, uh, I'm just going to speculate here, that with the internet and the coverage that there would be uh, a group of people that might decide to take it up on themselves and go, you know what, we see those guys' faces, we know who they look like, we can uh, do enough Facebook correlation analysis if they use it, or Twitter to find out who they are and where they live and where they prowl around at and just wait for them. And then just kind of like the Nazi hunters. Just find out where these guys are, and it might take five years, but go ahead and get them, let them know why they're got, and then finish them off. And then dump the body someplace so that their family can figure it out with a note pinned on their chest that said, this guy killed that police chief 10 years ago. Or you can have a company of people that are hired to go out and hold cardboard signs, one of the two. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, the other thing, I was, uh, this is kind of on the same lines. So when I got out of the 
Army. I was medically retired before I was ready, so I didn't get to spend my full 20. So, of course, I'm searching for a job. I find one, and uh, I'm still interested in going after bad guys. And they post that they're having veterans help the FBI or home, which is DHS. They were helping mm-hmm. DHS. Pedophiles. 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 Track those mm-hmm. things down and, and get them in jail. Now, oh, I'd love to do that work. Put in an application that says, hey, sorry, we've got way more applications than we have positions. <laughs> Every veteran wants to do that because we love children. Um, so I'm like, That's why you fight. No, I'm not. Yeah. And what I'm talking, that's, that's what I'm getting at is not bounty, not bounty hunting, not bounty hunting. I'm talking about um, vigilanteism and targeted assassination of people who've committed crimes that have been documented on Facebook. And so what that would require is a, is certainly a finance and time. Now, obviously, you and I have jobs. We can't do this. So I'm not talking about anything that we are doing. We're not doing this. I'm just speculating that a, anyone with a lot of money and the time to do it and the skill to use the interwebs and uh, begin to correlate and surveil and recon uh, would be able to identify the guy who sat there and filmed this, and then you whack him. And then you pin a note to his chest. Yeah, exactly. Right. You need a Bruce Wayne batman character you know you're getting kind of fat i don't think you're going to look good in a batman suit i'm certainly not going to wear the tights and run around in the robin suit so no i'll be alfred i'm more of the alfred guy but i'm not stitching any wounds i can cook i can cook and i can fix the batmobile there's a couple of episodes where even alfred dressed up as batman though <laughs> so that's where we're at, man. That is where we're at. Yep. Yep. And uh, still, the world is crazy. So, <laughs> I uh, at, at this point in time, I'm pretty sure we're going to do this again next Sunday. That would be our regularly scheduled program. Would be next Sunday. We'd be back to the uh, the second week, the two weeks. But the way things are going, we might be sticking with a weekly until uh, shit calms down. Until law and order takes place again. 
guess we'll leave it at there. Uh, tune in All right. next week. Same great time, same great place. PTSD Daddy Live for the Expletive Show with me, Techno Viking, and my co-host, Thunder Chops. Uh, we'll be Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. So I'll go ahead and put a schedule up this week so that people can actually see and, and click things and get there. I'm so glad you could do math. You got that right. One hour back is nine. Awesome. <laughs> you know what? I, I was thinking about saying Zulu, but uh, I, I'd have to calculate for that. You said, I would say, if you said nine Zulu, you'd be wrong. <laughs> be uh it'd be 1400 c <laughs> for my time from from my time well, it'd be 1500. no it's not going to be advanced an hour i'm five hours back so you're four hours back from z it's still it's still 14 fucking hundred how did you fucking <laughs> now we know why you were late to all your missions why is techno an hour off? Because he's always an hour off. He's, God damn it. Why, why, we go off comms for at least an hour while I try to figure out what time. <laughs> you having compass trouble again, Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> at least I can follow compass. I don't need, I don't need yeah. comms when I know where I'm going. <laughs> you just don't know what time you're going to get there. <laughs> A wizard never is late. He always arrives exactly when he intends to. <laughs> it's a big deal in missions. <laughs> they can't know when I'm going if I don't know when I'm going. <laughs> All right, man, get us out of here. We'll sign off and we'll talk to you next week. All right.